Hi, this is Brennan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here with Adam Balderstone, and we are talking about Return of Condor Heroes, the 2006 drama series based on the book, and we're going to be discussing episodes 22 through 24. Um, in these episodes, a lot happens. I think an easy way to describe what occurs is that we have people going to a lot of different locations in different configurations of groups. So, uh, you know, the, the, the episode opens with the cliffhanger where Yang Gua uh, does decide to help uh, Gua Jing. And then we have uh, uh, a really big plot point where the Wu brothers uh, end up going out to impress Gua Fu. They sneak to the Mongolian encampment and get captured. And Yang Gua and Gua Jing have to go save them. Um, and we also get a, uh, uh, a scene where uh, uh, you know they go to the Mongolian encampment, they they rescue them, uh, they send the Wu brothers back, and there's sort of this really almost polite meeting between Kublai and Gua Jing that has this undercurrent of 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 real anger and hatred between. Them. It's very it's a very interesting scene. Gua Jing is very righteous in this. I think this is probably the most righteous that we see Gua Jing uh, in the series. Yeah. And uh, it, it's very notable. And in the book, it's it, this is ve- I thought that was very well connected with how it played out in the book. Um, but, you know, Yang Gua is still conflicted. And so he's still deciding, is he going to kill Gua Jing or not? And something happens when they're at the Mongolian encampment that really uh, makes him change his mind. And he rescues Gua Jing at the last minute and they flee and they have to run back to the city and while they're recovering, Zhao Longnu explains to Huang Rong because she's basically figured out, you know, what they're up to. <laughs> uh, that you know, they're, that that that, uh, that Yang Gua is poisoned with the passion flower, and that they were promised the antidote if they brought their their heads back to Passionless Valley. And Huang Rong says, "Okay, you know what? If you help us contend with Jin Lun, because he's already announced that he's going to arrive, and he wants to further his relationship with Guo Jing, um, he, uh, you know, will, we'll, you know, I'll give you my head willingly." Um, and so they have like a really interesting conversation, Zhao Longnu and Huang Rong, and and so uh, Jin Lun arrives and he brings flames and he sets the place on fire, and Yang Guo decides to. Uh, to to help distract uh, the Mongols by by fleeing from the the city with a dead body, pretending that it's it's Guo Jing, and and th- and and while this is happening, Huang Rong is having her babies in a burning building, and Guo Jing is still recovering from his injuries. It's it's a really crazy scene. Zhao Long Nu is there, and you you end up having this this uh, this extended chase. Uh, where where Jin Lun corners Yang Gua, and then Zhao Long Nu arrives, and she has one of Huang Rong's babies with her, and then as they're fighting, Li Mocho shows up, and she takes the baby <laughs> and runs away with it, and then the rest of the episodes are basically dealing with um, Li Mocho on the road, uh, and what ends up happening is, and again, I'm, I'm glossing over so much here. Yeah, what of course, up... Li Mochu takes the baby, of course, because she believes that it's uh, Yang Gao and Zhao Long News baby. So, and and she's she... she's very infuriated by by <laughs> by this fact too. And she, so, but she and Yang Gao end up on the road together, basically trying to protect the baby from Jin Lun. 
Um, they're sort of like they have an unsteady alliance with each other because Jin Loon is the bigger threat against them. And, yeah. and so there's this whole scene where they're at a cave and they're cornered and Yango really impresses Lee Mocho by by setting a needle trap for Jin Loon and using all kinds of devious tricks. <laughs> and then he ends up, uh, you know, calling her, you know, seen his uh, his his his, uh, his senior uh, you know, he, he sort of is respectful to her as a senior member of the sect, and he agrees to listen to what she says as long as she doesn't insult his his master. And they they end up needing to, uh, you know, they, so so Jin Loon goes in the cave. He falls for the trap. Uh, Nemo Jing also falls for the trap, and he ends up losing his foot. And they fall to the trap because Jin Loon let him into it. Yeah, at that point yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, and again, I have to emphasize, I'm glo- there, there's so many little interesting details here that I'm glossing over, which we're going to get back to. Oh, um, sure. But then, uh, then uh, uh, he, Lee Mocho and Yango end up in the wilderness needing to find milk for the baby. So they, uh, they subdue a leopard or Yango <laughs> subdues a leopard and feeds her milk. And, and then he ends up having this meeting with a condor. He, he finds this, it's called the divine condor in the books. And he, the condor is, is kind of like the disciple of, um, uh, of, of, uh, of this great swordsman named Dugu, who we've heard of in other, uh, Lewis Cha books. He's kind of this character that exists outside of the stories that you never actually see. And, and so Yangor is brought to the cave where this man has written a message about, you know, the loneliness of being the number one martial hero and not having any worthy foes. And and they call him, uh, I think I think his name is Dugu seeking a loss. He's looking for an opponent to uh, uh, his title is like demonic swords master Dugu seeking a loss. It's a very. Yeah, I've forgotten about that uh, part in every in the midst of everything else. Now you mention it. That was interesting. Well, a lot. This there was so much in this. So then, <laughs> so, then so then Yango has his time with the condor and it's it's wonderful. And he goes back and he and 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 he and he finds Wu Santong who's lamenting the the you know that his sons are fighting over Guafu and and and. And 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 then the Wu brothers show up, and 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 Yangua decides to trick them by by saying that he is, uh, uh, you know, that that they have no right to Guafu because because she was promised to him, and Huang Rong likes him better than them anyways, which isn't untrue. At this point, that is basically yeah. a true statement, um, and. And so he he antagonizes them until they attack him, and he eventually convinces them not to kill each other. Unfortunately, Zhao Longnu has been listening in over, uh, um, you know, from from a nearby ledge, unseen, and she thinks that Yango is declaring his affection for Guafu, and so she goes back to town. She she gives her horse. Uh, I forget who she gives it to. Is it the scholar that she? Um, uh, I think so. I'm not exactly sure who that. Yeah, was. I, I I think it's Juzilu, but I can't, I can't remember. But she gives him the horse and says, "Look, Yangor's in this valley. Go help him." And and she's she's pretty much going to be leaving. And and then uh, uh, after everything settled with the Wu brothers, uh, Santong and the Wu brothers say, "Look, we really what we really need to do is get revenge against." you know, Lee Mocho for killing our mother. And then Lee Mocho decides to announce herself. And says, you know, why walk to the ends of the earth? I'm here. You know, I'm ready to fight. And she ends up fighting them with the baby in hand. And she, she retreats into the cave. She rides off on the tiger. She literally rides a tiger out of battle and she throws needles at, uh, at the Wu brothers. She gets both of them. And, uh, the father goes to suck out the poison. Yangua stops him. 
and freezes his acupoints. And then Yango ends up sucking out the poison himself. And then he collapses as uh, Juzilu is arriving. And that's, I think, where the episode ended. Did I get Did I get all the big plot points I or did I miss anything? I think you got all the big plot points. Yeah, so, yeah. So I so so that was like a ten minute recap of all three episodes. Now, obviously, as Adam pointed out, I I glossed over things. So, wh- number one, what did you what did you think of these episodes before we get into the specifics? Uh, on the whole, I was I was uh, really enjoying it. I mean, uh, we we you know it was it was fun seeing uh seeing the, the team up between Yang Guo and uh, Li Mo Chu for, you know, having be simultaneously being at odds and working together. That was uh, a fun thing. And uh, I felt they and had of good course, chemistry too. the, um, the actor and actress in this particular case. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could, you could, you could, you could see them kind of, yeah. I mean, like I said, there was, there was genuine, genuine respect between each other as they were working together. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, that was, that was one of the highlights. Definitely. Um, I don't know. I'm a little, I'm not, I'm not crazy about the whole, uh, Zhao Long Nu overhearing the conversation and misinterpreting it, uh, trope, but, uh, you know, having, having a Mr. Furley moment, but, uh, I, we'll see, we'll see how it plays out. But, uh, I mean, it was, it was a good scene, though, despite that. Because on the one, I I was ambivalent. Cause on the one hand, I was like, oh, not the not the misunderstanding what's going on thing in a romantic story. But I was really at the same point enjoying Yang Gao's kind of trickery, his his deception there, and like explaining, oh, I know all these techniques because yeah. my mother-in-law taught them to me. You know, and it was just calling back all these, you know, his, his training with with Huang and, and all this kind of stuff. So I, I, I was like, it, I, so yeah, I was the only point of the episode I was not enjoying. I was also enjoying for other reasons. Well, so. and there's something interesting about that too, because I, I was struck by that when I, uh, when I first saw it, and this is the first version of, of the story that I encountered. So the, yeah. the you know, that I, I, that scene, I remember being like, wow, that's kind of coincidental. Uh, that you're standing by that <laughs> rock. At the same time, I've, I've I've come to appreciate that aspect of it. One of the funny things that you get in this is you get this really enormous martial world, like this, like this sense that it's like all of China and more, and 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 even like the nooks and crannies that like exist within it. But it's really all about like a small group of characters and their interactions with each other. And so yeah. it might as well be occurring on a stage in a lot of respects. And, oh, yeah. and I think I think there's two things driving that. Number one, it's just sort of the nature of the drama that's going on. But number two, there is sort of this sense that it's sort of like everybody's got like these faded connections and characters are like magnets to one another. And so, oh, it wasn't it wasn't the point that she showed up. Like I said, oh, I had it was no the misunderstanding that. that bothered you. Said, yeah, that because, yeah, I mean, her show, I mean, she, she was out there looking mm. for for them anyway so her showing up made sense it's just, I, and it's 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 partly a misunderstanding and it's partly you know it just comes down to the fact that nobody ever talks about things in a lot of stories sometimes it's like you know you're just gonna it's like it, it just it just kind of makes their love look so less strong that it's oh, like I she's like you. oh okay i you know i'm just gonna leave and well, it's it's i don't know. i get you well i think one thing is in this genre um Misunderstanding. Oh, I know it's a genre. I know it's yeah. a genre thing. I, um, I just... 
but uh but yeah if they just if they just sat down and talked it out obviously they would uh for 30 seconds yeah they, 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 they could resolve <laughs> this um hey did you really mean what you said just now um would would, would, would cover a lot of ground in that situation yeah. um I, I, I guess it was it was kind of clever that they had to hold him knowing these martial arts she didn't know he knew to give it credibility. Mm. I mean, they, 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 they did a better job with this than some because basically I could see her buying the evidence that it's like, you know, I don't think she knew well, that he do either of those techniques. Well, one of the things but, that did strike me about that scene, I remember uh, when I first saw it, I, 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 I imagined it being much shorter, but, but it really was a very long scene. She's sitting there for a while watching this unfold, and she is getting these different expressions on her face. So you get the sense that she is digesting all of this and sort of thinking it through. Yeah. Um, the action she commits to, though, I think the part that bothers me about it is she knows Yangoa is dying and has, like, what, two days to live at this point? Exactly. So, so it's not like it's not like she's like selflessly going off and he's gonna be able to be with Goafu. The guy is poisoned, right? So uh Yeah. He's not you know, gonna be marrying yeah. marrying Goafu at all. She knows that. Yeah, but, exactly. But, it's uh, But Zhao Long News not like a... she's not like super intelligent like Yango or Horong. No. Um so. she's just not good at, at she, she, she lacks social intelligence, yeah. definitely. That's, I mean, she's smart in some ways, but it's like she does, you know, living, living in, the, in the abandoned tomb there just uh, did, not, uh, did not give her great social. Well, and, and yeah. one thing that you, that, that you might like that results from this misunderstanding is she gets to spend some time with Jupiton. And, oh, and it's well, kind okay. Of, and it's yeah, kind you've, of you've now, you've now sold me <laughs> yeah. on it. Okay. And, and it's kind of <laughs> contrasted with the time that, the mocho got to spend with Yangor. Like they're like, they each kind of go off and have like a very similar moment with each other. Do you know what I mean? It's very interesting. Yeah. Um, and, okay. and, and so I, I think, I think you'll like it. I don't know. We'll see. Um, no, but, that, that sounds promising. But see, I thought the thing that would annoy you this episode was the Wu brothers. I thought the Wu brothers would have been getting under your skin for all of their, their shenanigans. Well, well they're, I don't know. I mean, the Wu brothers are the Wu brothers. I mean, that's what you expected okay, the Wu okay. brothers. They were, like I said, it's just, Zhao Long Nu is disappointing me by just, you know, the, 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 Zhao, the Wu brothers cannot disappoint you. That's, yeah. that's yeah, just that's their, their thing. <laughs> yeah, because they, they, they screw everything up by sneaking out and getting captured because they're trying to impress Gua Fu. And then even when they get back, they don't seem to realize like the risks everybody took on their behalf. And like, like it just yeah. doesn't register. Like you guys are still arguing in a petty way about Guafu. I, I, I like, I don't remember how the show resolves it, but the way that they handle Huang Rong's dealings with the matter, I quite like in the story. I don't recall if this, uh, if, if we're going to get that or not, but when, when we get there, I'll, I'll be sure to comment. But I'm just, I, I guess, I guess also you can sort of try to see it from their point of view, which is suddenly this Yangoa guy shows up and like, they were like number one in the world. You know what I mean? Like, like their, yeah. their world is like Gua Jing, Huang Rong and Gua Fu. That's it. That's pretty much what they know. And occasionally, um, you know, Huang Yaoshi and, and they, and they, uh, um, and, and this guy shows up and he's kind of like getting all the praise all of a sudden and getting all the attention. And so uh, I, I guess in their small world, you can see, you can see how they're feeling and they're kind of a microcosm of what's going on in the martial world because they're having all these petty disputes as this, 
as as the Mongols are literally threatening the life of their master, and the um uh and 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 on a broader level, you know, all of the martial world is having that experience as the Mongols are threatening the the very existence of China. So yeah. there's this really cool, almost like you know, like Russian doll thing going on with the story. Um, but yeah, so so. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I found myself when I was in the book, especially, but even here, the Wu brothers just infuriate me for some reason. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. I no, the, the Wu brothers are infuriating. I it's they're They're not, but the thing is they're, you know, it's, it's not, it's not a, a problem I'm having with the story at all. It's like the story's working great. That's, that's exactly it. it that's, that's everything working exactly as intended to. <laughs> that's true. I, yeah, no, there, it, it was by design. Um, yeah i i i mean the, the woo brothers are are just entertaining like you say they pretty much almost everything that goes wrong in this episode is because of the woo brothers it's like things were if the woo brothers had done nothing everything was in a great situation you wouldn't have had uh you wouldn't have had uh golf golf get uh, uh sorry uh but uh, no, you you wouldn't have had them getting abducted. You wouldn't have had anyone getting injured. You wouldn't have had uh, no. It's just it's just Jin Lun would not have not have snuck into the city to take advantage of the injuries. It, it, you know, the baby wouldn't have gotten kidnapped. Lee Mochu wouldn't have taken the baby. <laughs> it's everything. Everything is their fault. What What did you think of the meeting between Kublai Khan and um, and Gua Jing? Uh, oh, that was a great scene. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, Gaojing, uh, yeah, like you say, that was a, a big, noble moment for him. I mean, it's, yeah, it, I, I really, I really like uh, Gaojing in this, this version of the story. He's, uh, he's, he, he just, uh, he just, he just has that simplicity of the character, but he's just so admirable at the same time well, and it's it's a great combination well and before he leaves i think before he leaves he says you know huang rong says well like it might you know what's what's more important me or or the country and he says the country yeah. you know he's and she doesn't she doesn't lose respect for him when he says that um no you know it's no it's, it's a uh it's a very I, I got the impression that was the answer she was looking for maybe it's just me but i felt like she was i i think so but i, I think also what's going on is he's kind of like these this is stuff where uh he's kind of showing them the way do you know what i mean and like like even you know even though like you know, yeah. I know like huang ron is, is much smarter than him but he's kind of like his sort of you know like you said like his simplicity as a character is that he can sort of arrive at these like essential necessary truths for the other people um yeah and uh and so it's I don't know it was it's 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 an interesting scene because it's 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 uh, her I thought I thought the reaction on her face was very uh, I don't know the, the it it just there was something about it that uh, you like on the one hand you, res, you your respect for Guo Jing goes up but your respect for Huang Rong goes up in that moment because in a, a lot of other characters in that scene would have snapped at him. Do you know what I mean? Oh sure. And yeah, well, yeah. I, I, I mean, yeah. I, I get, I get what you're saying. I, 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 you know, I made the comment that I felt like the answer she was looking for, but maybe she wasn't. But either way, she, it was a very positive I, response to that I, answer. I, I, I feel like she said something new to him that she didn't expect, but 
mm. she responded positively to it rather than negatively, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, I need to look at this scene again and uh, and, uh, and take a look. But uh, either way, e- either interpretation, I think I think it, it played really well. But and, the uh, uh, but and and um and and again the the whole just the whole way that they're like I I like that there's this this really polite sort of uh, superficial way that they're interacting with with the Mongolians and and it's reciprocated like when Jin Lun when, when they escape and Jin Lun goes after them he sends a letter saying you know I only just got to know Guojing and now I want to further yeah. our friendship and so I'll be I'll be arriving tomorrow and you know I hope to, you know and it, it's very it's it's very polite but like you know like he's a menacing character and 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 it, it just makes it so much more frightening like if he, if the letter was yeah. really enraged it would have been it would have been less scary, but th- that he was so calm and collected in writing that you're like, oh my god, what is he planning? Like, and 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 the book, there were a lot of other details that um, that that we didn't see, unless they come up later on, and I'm misremembering when they occur. But like when Huadu arrives, if I recall, Huang Rong th- spills some tea on him and tells him that she's like afflicted him with bone eating poison or something, and so <laughs> so we get to see some of Huang Rong's cleverness too in uh uh-huh. in, you know it's it's always nice to get cuz i feel like there's a lot of moments where we get to see yangor's clever, cleverness shining and uh and in the book you get a real sense of contrast between him and and huang rong constantly pulling these little tricks out of their pocket um <laughs> but but one of the things i think we're also seeing now is that guofu definitely did not inherit her mother's clever nature no uh, and and i feel like she inherited the worst characteristics of her parents. She it, did, yeah. Um, yeah, she's she's got she's got uh, <laughs> she's got she's got the simplicity and the, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know, I don't know how to put it, but uh, no, she she is not 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 a good combination. And um, and so we also get the scene where uh, Huang Rong takes Xiao Long Nu aside when they're recovering and. And it's like, look, I, I know that you two are trying to kill us because he 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 thinks that uh, we killed his father. And she says, it's much more complicated. I'll explain everything when there's time. And and Xiao Long knew is you know not a not a tricky person. She doesn't understand. So she she basically admits everything, and and uh, yeah. and is very sort of upfront about her feelings. And 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 when she explains the the situation Huang Rong is like okay I'll give you I'll give you my uh I'll give you my head on a platter just protect us from Jin Lun. Um and again I think that's a very significant scene cuz it's pretty significant. Yeah. yeah, I was not not expecting that. But uh, the backtrack I I've, I've refined my point about Guafu is that she's got she's got the simplicity of her father and she's got the game playing Nate she likes to play yeah. games in the way that Huang Rong likes to play games yeah. but they're not they're not clever games yeah, it's like she's her, not whole, as her good. whole relationship to the Wu brothers is an is like you know she likes to play games with the Wu brothers but they're stupid games yeah. she, she's <laughs> playing checkers and everybody else is playing chess <laughs> and uh and she, and it's just but, but and it's it, it's just i don't know it's just very interesting to see you know the heroic couple undermined by their daughter in this way, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but uh, I'm sorry, but yeah, getting back to the the scene with uh oh, and it's just and, and and Huang Rong is like, look, I understand, like you love Yang Guo 
so much that you'd be willing to, to sacrifice yourself for him. And that's how I feel about Guo Jing. And so it's kind of a reminder that like, hey, you know, you guys remember you were reading about Guo Jing and Huang Rong before they were the main characters in the first story. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's, 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 it's a, it, and it, I don't know. I just, I just love the way that these characters have aged because it's just the right level of distance from where they were in the first story. And, and, and it's enough distance that they can serve multiple purposes. They can, they can be antagonistic when they need to towards the Angoa and Zhao Longnu, but they can mm-hmm. also become these beacons for for the characters and and so i don't know it's i i again i I mean i comment on this a lot but i think it's the it's one of the real strong suits of of this uh of of these two books yeah Um, well they you know i mean you could you could go wrong either way it's like you wouldn't want to see them just be the antagonist but if they were too beaconish they just become kind of these icons rather than characters and you'd be like well they, they remain interesting human characters despite having become beacons and and oftentimes it's the very things that make them interesting as characters that 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 is sort of working against them. You know, like, like <laughs> yeah. Wong Rong's cleverness is real. Like it's really what kind of created that gulf between her and Yango in the first place. If she had just yeah. accepted him and not yeah. overthought it, she would have probably had a much better relationship with him. Um, and and it's also it's also interesting that so much of what goes on in Yango's life is his relate like the di- the the different things that are happening with him and his aunties. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because because the way that Limocho is described in the translation I have, she he she he calls her his senior martial uncle, his senior martial auntie. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and 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 you know Huang Rong is his is his auntie. Uh, Google, even Zhao Longnu he calls auntie. And so there's this yeah. Uh, you know, um, but but we get you know again we get in one of the scenes that you commented on that you liked was the the cave scene with um, Limocho mm-hmm. and and Yangua, and I think I think there's a lot of interesting things going on with Limocho in these scenes. Number one, she ends up taking the baby, and and she thinks it's Yangua and Zhao Longnu's baby, and and she basically berates them for their. You know, the, for having this this filthy offspring of their of their incestuous love, um, and, yeah. and 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 again, it's just you know you just you, you have to you have to keep in mind the fact that she's like she's like massacred people, this lady, and she's and she's and she's moralizing on on you know, uh, but but she's very sincere, I think, in this rebuke. I think I think she is legitimately oh, yeah. outraged. Um, no, it is something that matters to her. I say one of my favorite Lee Mochu moments is like how, you know, this, those, those moments where they show she's just never as smart as she thinks she is when they're in the cave. And Yang Gao is like, you know, he's standing next to her. He just calls out, aha, I found an exit. She's like, oh, great. Where is it? <laughs> yeah. and then, it's like, yeah. oh, no, I'm playing a trick. <laughs> yeah, no, that. Yeah, that those scenes were great. Those scenes, were, and and he, yeah, he ends up he ends up tricking the uh, Jin Loon into thinking that they kill him, and 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 she, but she eventually does figure it out, and she starts playing along. And it's interesting to watch because the thing that I was thinking about during that scene is when when they're pretending to kill each other, she probably could have used that opportunity to actually kill him if she really wanted to. Um, yeah. You know, uh, you know, some of it obviously is for survival, but I think I think there's still the residual uh respect because they belong to the same sect and um and the uh but the other thing and this is more clear in the book than it is in this episode when when 
when Lee Mocho takes the baby, I think at, at one point in the battle, she she saves the baby as it's falling. Like the baby is falling to the ground, she grabs it, and it triggers like a motherly instinct in her. And so I don't know if it was apparent, but she doesn't really have the same malice towards this baby that she does towards the rest of the world. Um, yeah. Uh, and and it's still not it's still not like you know, it's not like a, as selfless as Huang Rong's affection for the baby but for lee mojo it's a pretty substantial shift in nature um yeah you know you know like like in the book and i don't again maybe we'll see this later but i think they glossed over here in the book she's looking for milk for the baby and she and she finds a woman with with a child and the woman refuses to help and she just kills them both um and it kind of contrasts the fact that you know well she's she's willing to kill a child but this child in particular she is she is protecting. Yeah. Um, yeah. She's willing to kill because someone will give the baby milk. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, it, it is it, that, that, that was pretty evident to me on the show that there is, there is some certain maternal instinct kicking in with her there that she doesn't, uh, that I'm not sure she's entirely thinking through necessarily on a conscious level. But, well, yeah, because we did see her smile at the baby once, right? Like she smiled and kind of gently, like said something to it that you would like some kind of silly thing you would say to a baby to placate it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And, it, it's... and it's not typical Lee Mocho behavior. Um, so... No, no, not at all. But uh, but she's still Lee Mocho nonetheless. <laughs> no, well, and, and again, I think I mean I, I I'm really going to be curious when her storyline is played out how you feel about it. Um, uh-huh. But she, I, I, I think she, she's just one of the best characters in in the whole series. Um, yeah. And, uh, well, you know, you talk about the crazy coincidental characters running into each other. Limo Chu in these series of episodes just totally comes out of nowhere. Yeah. But I in no way care. It's like, oh, great, Limo Chu is here. <laughs> yeah. In fact, that was. I thought that was the thing that made that scene work so great because suddenly, like, you have this. You're like, oh my god, he's fighting Jin Lun. You know, in Jialong News, there with the baby, the baby's gonna get hurt, and then out of nowhere, Lee Mocho shows up, and it's just like, whoa! I was not <laughs> like never in a million years did I expect like she like I I had just forgotten about Lee Mocho, like I had just reached the point where I forgot about her, and now she's being introduced again, and it, yeah, that was that was fantastic use of a character just popping up <laughs> literally flying out of the sky at you <laughs> and i like the whole scene where jin loon is chasing yango and yango you know goes up against the wall and jin loon tries to trick him Do you know yeah <laughs> yango is just not buying that he's like oh this is one of my moves i know what you're doing <laughs> but but then but then jin loon's clever when when yango doesn't take the bait Jin Lun sees Jiao Long Nu, and then he yeah. and then he's able to, you know, so he still is well, able to to pull a deception. Um, yeah, it's a measure. It's like, oh, if you're gonna pull, well, while you're talking again, it's like Jiao Long Nu is not great on social intelligence. Yeah. So if you're gonna pull that kind of a trick, oh, don't pull it on Yango. Pull it on Jiao Long yeah. Nu. She'll fall for it. Yeah, because if you <laughs> if you if you threaten Yango, she's gonna be there. That's like, uh, yeah, um, yeah. So it was it was a it was an it was an interesting an interesting battle. 
And then it just it just doesn't stop, and it's almost impossible to give an accurate account of everything that happens because everybody is moving this whole time, and as they're moving, they're sort of regrouping into different configurations. Like you know, it's like like, and I hate to sound so technical, but that's just kind of what's going on. It's like a uh, you know, Yang is being chased by Jin Lun, then Zhao Long Nu shows up, then Zhao Long Nu departs, I think somehow, and. Uh, and then it's, you know, Lee Mocho and Jin, you know, it's, it's just all these different clusters of characters. Then Nemo Jing arrives. And and again, it's very interesting to watch the Mongolian mercenaries constantly undermine each other because they're chasing yeah. that champion of Mongolian of Mongolia title. And um, yeah, my, my one disappointment with uh with that was that they didn't fight over the corpse longer. I was like, oh man, are they going to like really go at each other and fight over this before they know there's a corpse? But they, they, they caught on pretty quickly. That, that was a very good use of a dead body. I thought in, uh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and yeah, almost and, instantly is like, wait, this isn't, this isn't, it's a fake. And then Nemo Jung ends up losing. Jin Lun really tricks him badly. He, he, he he pretends that he didn't get his didn't walk into the cave and get hit with the needle, and uh, and, yeah. and, he le- and he lets Nemo Jung walk in, saying, "Oh, I think I think they I think I heard them drop dead or something. I think they I think the smoke uh, caused them to pass out." And and immediately Nemo Jung tries to seize the opportunity, and then he steps on the needle, and then they end up fighting because Nemo Jung realizes he's been tricked, and they fall off a cliff, and when they when when uh, when Nemo Jung comes to. Uh, Jin Loon is like, oh, your leg is really bad looking. And Nemo Jung, without a thought, takes a big stone and just severs his leg with this. I, I mean, know. it's the most brutal thing I've ever seen or read. Amputation you know, by using a big, huge rock is, uh, I don't know. That just seems like it would create as many medical problems yeah. as it would solve. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> that is just, oh. It, and, and it's like right on the shin. It's like, it's, yeah. it, it's just the worst. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I can't imagine. I can't imagine the pain. And, he, and, and neither can he because he passes out right away when he does uh-huh. it. And, uh, and, and it's funny because Jin Lun has this expression of like respect on his face. Like, wow, oh. I didn't think he was going to do that. Um, <laughs> no, that was, that was brutal. But, uh, but yeah, it is funny, though, the things that, that, that really trigger your sympathetic pain because it's like you know people are getting hit with swords all the stuff in time in the show but it's like stepping on the needles it's just like oh man (laughs) that looks like it really hurts yeah certain things just look like they hurt more than others what what did you think of the condor by the way because this is the first time we see the condor right and uh yeah um... yeah i i don't have a huge impression of the condor yet i mean it was interesting but i i uh i don't know i mean i i mean i i I don't i'm not familiar enough with the with the condor element of these books it's like nothing 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 i saw of the original uh you know the the adaptations i've seen of the original story touched on condors at all so i'm I'm kind of oblivious to the whole it's the it's the the, the, huang rong and gua jing are associated with two condors in the story and you know how you know like they're like when in i think they addressed it in this version when when huang rong and gua jing arrive their condors arrive first do you mean yeah yeah that's that's the first um, time I've seen condors in any adaptation so, of either of these books. So in the original Legend of Condor Heroes, they, they, those two condors are actually present. Now, they're just birds. You know what I mean? They're not like anything. So they're just two regular birds. 
and yeah. in this one it's a it's divine condors this giant i mean this is i mean wouldn't you say it's a pretty big bird that's big bird sized bird that's that's yeah maybe a little shorter than big bird but it's up there but but it's also clearly kind of intelligent like it had like it's not yeah it's not like supernatural i mean it is but only like only to the degree that you see supernatural stuff in romance novels do you know what I mean like historical romance novels not to the degree that you see in fantasy if this were yeah. a fantasy book he would be breathing fire and you know all kinds of crazy things and this is like a much more mundane level of of supernatural it's exceptional he's an exceptional you you can explain him as an exceptional condor without having to venture into the supernatural like a rare a rare condor that has emerged in this world uh <laughs> but still of this world do you know what i mean sure. um and uh but i don't know i'm just you know and 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 i don't know how much of the backstory you absorbed from this but basically this condor was the only companion of dugu and dugu is the guy who carved those words into the wall and yango goes to his tomb and pays his respects um and 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 we're getting it because it'll be important later on um, yeah I, that's a that's kind of what i feel is like i i i don't quite have an opinion on it yet but it did feel significant like it was laying groundwork for something down the road so yeah like i said i don't have a strong opinion yet, but it was it was cool it was a, it was an interesting scene i enjoyed it and uh and yeah so i think i mean did we cover everything i, I feel like we've did we uh what are we forgetting here i know we have to be forgetting something i mean uh, there was a lot so it's quite likely we forgot something um yeah. Well, of course, there's the whole. Uh, well, we've, I don't know. We've kind of touched on the Wu brothers' uh, attack, fighting each other. Yeah, we did kind of talk about that earlier, just just significantly out of order. But the. Uh, yeah, I uh, enjoyed that scene a lot. Um, yeah, it's it's. Uh, it was, it was, oh, once again, it's it's it was a a, a good cliffhanger. I was like, I. Oh, you know when it ended i'm wait, like man wait till you see the next episode it is <laughs> the way that they handle where this guy again you know the misunderstanding so obviously the pattern here is Long new and yango keep departing from each other for a variety of reasons always misunderstandings it seems yeah and and uh and and so we have yet another misunderstanding um but where they go is going to be quite interesting. I think. I think. I think uh, we're going to get some closure on certain things. We're going to get some. Um, uh, uh, we're just going to get some really eccentric stuff in the mix, and and Yango is going to have some very unusual uh, things going on with that poison. Um, okay. And so it's it's you know I, I think you're going to like where that goes. It's just it's just a very interesting little twist. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, but yeah, so what? I don't know. It's, but it's also interesting. Like Yangua is now in a position where he's very like he is like Huang Rong super respects Yangua at this point. This is a you know, and I think I think it's not yeah. a small thing to have the two chief characters from the previous novel basically think the world of the main character at this stage in the story. Um, yeah, well, he had to. He had to. I mean, well, obviously, he's always had uh, Guo Jing's respect. Guo Jing's been unreservedly yeah. admiring of him, but earning Huang Rong's respect felt like an accomplishment. That, that. Well, I think I think the big change for him now is he now has respect for Guo Jing, whereas he didn't have that before. Um, do you know what I mean? Like Guo Jing has always respected him, and now he's reciprocating that respect. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. That and, is the difference. And that's kind of at the point where Huang Rong really starts to like Yango. Do you know what I mean? Like a lot of a lot of what motivates her seems to be how people behave towards Guo Jing, oh, which, which goes back yes. to the the you know the um you know again I don't think you see it quite as much in Brave Archer, but you definitely see it in the books and in the in the adaptations in the drama series where she's very protective of Guo Jing, and um, yeah. and so I think that that's you know because because again Guo Jing's he's. He's very capable and he's very heroic, but because he is sometimes easily tricked, she's you know she, she's sort of always using her cleverness to protect him, and yeah. and so uh, so yeah so so I don't know it's very interesting developments. Um, yeah, and I'm uh, I'm intrigued to see what happens. You got you got me interested in what happens with Zhao Long Nu too, because one thing I one thing I've noticed is so far when they've split up, it's uh. You know, I feel like uh, Yang Guo's gotten the more exciting stories. Not that what happened to Zhao Lingnu wasn't interesting. I mean, the whole, the whole Passionless Valley story was pretty interesting, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't an exciting yeah. story up to the point that that Yang Guo arrives and things get heated. But well, it's like it sounds, like, it sounds like it sounds like Zhao Lingnu is going to have more exciting adventures this time. She she does have more exciting adventures now. Keep in mind, it is still Zhao Lingnu, and Zhao Lingnu is is much more low energy than Yangoa. So like, that's true. Yangoa is just happy to be there. You know what I mean? Like he'll, he's kind of like a, you know, he sort of takes everything as it comes and he can engage it fully. And Jalong Nu is a lot more, uh, reserved and, yes. and, uh, and serious. And so even when something exciting is happening around her, it's, it's maybe not, it doesn't have the same vibe as when Yangoa is in the <laughs> midst of excitement. That's a good point. That's um, a good point. Yeah, yeah. Yangao yeah, Yang, Yang brings the party with him. Yeah, well, Yangao <laughs> he is very, you know, extreme in his emotions. He's yeah, he's really happy, really sad. Zhao Longnu is always very centered because her whole style it, it requires that you be emotionally centered. You know, it's it's, yeah. it's 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 all about not being super emotional, and Yangao is just <laughs> the complete opposite of that. So yeah. Yeah, that's 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 a good point, and uh, yeah, it's not it's not like I haven't enjoyed the Zhao Long news stories or anything. I just it's just like I'd like I'd like to see you know I don't know we'll see we'll talk about what happens when it happens, but uh, and so yeah and so we'll be I guess we'll be back on uh, probably over the weekend or something. I, I have to look at our schedule and see what's up, but we'll be back on with with some more episodes and and you expressed interest in the original. Return, uh, Legend of Condor Heroes. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I've been. Uh, I, I, I'd like to watch the original 1983 one if I can get a hold of a copy. And uh, I've, I've glanced at the 2017 version for one episode. So. Yeah, I, I saw the first like two or three episodes of that one, and they were, they were. Um, I think it was the first two. I don't remember how far I got, but I thought it looked good. And I think my problem was I just. Uh, um, I don't know. I, 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 I've already seen the, the older versions of it, and I'm pretty well satisfied with those. Yeah, so, I understand. I understand. It's uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's because I've I've been looking at other other things too. It's like I I I've been doing this thing of watching multiple versions. I've I've been watching like Little Dragon Maiden the movie, and mm. I've been watching uh, 
you know, I've got the brave archer and his mate, and it's like I'm I'm get, I'm getting all these different versions of the same story over yeah, and the, over again. Yeah, the, I mean, you, you can never go wrong with like a good solid series because you'll get the complete experience. And yeah, and, uh, uh, and obviously the book, the book is a uh, um, you know is the best way to encounter the original material. Um, sure. But uh, but I think you know I I think the, I think the early '80s series and the the what was it 2000, 2003 or two thousand one there was a series, and a lot of people like the this there there I think there was one or two in the '90s that people really praise. I've just had a lot of trouble finding it with subs, um, mm -hmm. but uh, but but I know that those are very popular. So um, but yeah I don't know we'll uh, we'll see if you get into it we'll maybe bring it on the podcast we'll see what happens but um sure uh sure i think the uh i i don't know i i it, it, they, they are very complimentary stories so i can sort of i can sort of understand why you're you're seeking these things because you know now that you're getting sort of like the hints of the depth in this version it's yeah it, it must be very intriguing um, it is, and, and, I, and it's it's also because I I don't want to watch ahead of the podcast too. So I get to my last episode, and it's like last night I'm like, oh, big cliffhanger. Uh, well, let me let me go watch some some of the original series, <laughs> and see 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 what's what happened back then rather okay. than go forward. Yeah, because there is the Brave Archer was very good, but but it glosses over certain things out of necessity, sure. and so like a lot of the stuff that might be perplexing is the the mongolian connection because that's not really addressed in full in brave archer and yeah and i think i think the brave archer series is a great introduction to the the whole the whole series because it just because it is so kind of quick and breezy and you're getting kind of an overview and, and you get it's, it's a good good introduction to all the characters too in a quick quick easy way so I, I don't in any way regret starting with that, but now I, I am I am curious about getting into all the the fine detail at this point. Yeah, there's a, and there's a lot. I mean, there's like a, it, it, there there are just so many characters and so many little you know plot beats and details and important techniques and and techniques that are important in this story that that call back to the first story. So it's always kind of helpful to to have that stuff in your head, I guess. Um, yeah, and I mean, it's, it, have, having an acting background too. I, I in acting classes, one of my favorite things always was when we'd have like a week where we'd all like we'd all be paired up, we'd all be given the same scene, and we'd go off and practice, and we'd come back, and everyone, every pair would do the same scene. I always, I always loved that because it was fun seeing how all these different people would interpret the same scene. So this, it's I'm just enjoying watching these different versions yeah. of the same story. But, uh, yeah, no, that, that's definitely something that's interesting when you when you uh, especially with a series because a lot of times they'll, they'll line up really well because they're all roughly the same length. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So it, it's and some of these scenes seem to like be more iconic than others. So when you get to them, you kind of like, oh yeah, it's the it's the in it's the in scene with the with the big <laughs> giant uh, a wine vessel. You know, they're 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 um, so so yeah, it's. Like I don't know in Brave Archer, I guess we didn't get, we didn't, we oh no we did get the backstory, but we didn't get the in scene right. So there's there's a lot of there's a lot of little details that were glossed over, in uh in the very beginning of the story that are that are really important. In in Brave Archer, we didn't get the in scene. Oh so yeah. um, 
so when when the seven freaks were introduced in uh in in brave archer mm. they weren't introduced as at an inn in a fight with um with the Taoist priest uh the, there's a the, the yeah. backstory is much more elaborate in the yeah uh, they, they haven't showed up in the uh the 2017 series yet that okay I oh, so, oh they should be in within the first two or three episodes i think i've only watched the first episode oh so. okay okay well I'll, I'll stop speaking in case i spoil something um, okay <laughs> but yeah, yeah that was something that struck me i'm like where where are they why haven't they shown up oh, yet? Oh, they, they, so yeah I, yeah, that's that that's been that that's been one of those points. Because the thing is, as I haven't read the books too, I'm like, I'm not sure which is more accurate. I'm like, well, is this less or is this more accurate? Well, that's that's the other reason to read the books. One, one well, thing I will I, do that. I'm gonna be doing that too. He, so. one, one here's I, again. I, I, everybody should do this how they want. I don't think I don't think you have to read the book. No, you but, must. Yeah. Everyone, but, everyone listening to this podcast, yeah. don't listen to another episode till you've read. No, no. but but. The the method I like to use, uh, if I can, and if I like, you know, obviously time doesn't always allow for this unless you have to read the book in a single, like in a sitting over a week rather than spread it out. But what yeah. I what I like to do sometimes is I like to read the book as I'm watching the show or yeah. watching the movie, and I just find it really they pair well together when you do it that way. And it's so yeah. like I'll read a chapter and then I'll try to watch up through that chapter, and it's uh it's it. Number one, it's it's good for just remembering because sometimes it can be difficult to remember all the characters. Uh, yeah. But number two, it's it it, it just kind of keeps me more invested in the in the whole process. It's like I'm it's like I can I I feel I have more fuel to to sort of you know you know really commit to a series if I'm if I'm reading the book. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, you 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 brought up to me how with the series I've I've got the advantage you know that. That you know, with the reading the book, it's it's so much harder to track the characters when you're just tracking names on a page yeah. when someone shows up. I mean, when when it, when a character comes back in the show, it's like I always remember who they are. It's like yeah. I don't need to remember the names. I see the person. I'm like, oh, it's this guy. It's that guy. Yeah, that's the thing. In the show you can say <laughs> that guy, and in the book you can't do that. You have to go by the yeah. name, so it can get. If you confuse characters, it can get. It can get what. I, I will that, say that, not, that that character list on Wikipedia is dangerous too, because sometimes it's like there's one line next to their name. You're like, who's this character? And then it's like, oh, this character dies horribly when this person yeah. does this. And you're yeah. like, oh, that's, that's the yeah, only that's thing the I didn't thing. want to know about them. And then the only, only fact that we'll give them, yeah, give I, about them. And you're like, oh. I, I would generally say avoid Wikipedia until you've finished a book or a show because you can run into that problem. And and, yeah. and also Wikipedia is ever changing, so uh, you don't know if you you know you can be misled by Wikipedia too. Because I've had experiences where I've I, I've never had this problem with um, with Legends or Return, but I I think I had it with um, with semi gods and demi demi devils where characters were misdescribed or confused, and mm. I, you know I don't remember what show it was, but it but but that can happen, and you can you can you know it. Uh, you know, it's it's always better to go to it directly, um, and just use that as a reminder. Um, but uh, but yeah, I think the uh, um, uh, I, I think I think the book is 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 it's number one. You know, for people that are listening and, and haven't been following us for very long, the Legend of the Condor Heroes book has been released officially in print, at least the first volume, 
and and so if you, so if anybody that's interested can go and check out a hero born and they'll get um they'll 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 get a follow uh, at least the first nine chapters of the story anything else beyond that you'll have to go through fan translation um but it's well worth reading it's a it's a it's a very it's it's a very interesting story and um and 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 yeah so i, I think that i think that uh uh you know we'll, we'll 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 talk more about that in future episodes uh you know maybe maybe we'll get into the books or something um and uh and also me and kenny did a read through of return of condor heroes so if if anybody wants to they can check out me and kenny's read through of of every i think we did like five chapters at a time and uh and and it's 40 chapters so so you know, we, there are parts where we get where, where where we get our names mixed up, or we do you know. I wouldn't count on it as a record, but it's <laughs> it's a pretty good way to if if you don't want to read the books, you can listen to us talk about what happens, and uh, and you might get something from it. Um, oh, don't don't cite the podcast in your research papers. Yeah, then. yeah, definitely. Don't. It's just me and Kenny <laughs> talking, um, but it's us talking right after we read five of the chapters at a time. Um, so yeah. the podcast is as reliable as me and Kenny's memories. That's how I put it. Um, and so, so yeah, so we'll be, we'll be back on later in the week. We're going to cover, um, Wing Chun with Michelle Yeoh on Friday and me and Lady Chow Fung are going to have a special Iron Triangle podcast, which I'm looking forward to. And I'm also going to be doing a, uh, a review of the Flying Guillotine movie. So, um, so there's that to look forward to as well, but I'm going to be doing that on the Shaw Brothers site. So. Um, but I'll maybe be doing some kind of supplement on the podcast. And until then, we will talk to you later.